This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. Okay, picture this. It's Friday afternoon when a thought hits you. I can waste another weekend doing the same old whatever, or I can conquer it. I can hop into my all-new Hyundai Santa Fe and hit the road. Any road. The steeper, the better. Because my all-new Santa Fe is available with H-Track all-wheel drive, so I can hit the trail without a worry in the world. Heck, with three rows and best-in-class rear cargo space, I can pack the whole family in with all our gear. We've got available dual wireless charging for our phones, so we'll never lose touch with civilization, and we won't lose touch with the primordial power of Mother Earth. So which is it? Waste the weekend or do something a little more epic and conquer it in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com or call 562-314-4603 for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. Now, ladies and gentlemen, here's DA. All right, and a happy Tuesday to you, everybody. Thanks so much for joining us. Coming up in 20 minutes, we've got Canadian Bacon. Last night, Game 2 of the Stanley Cup Final. Oh, those Golden Knights just demolishing the Florida Panthers. Pat Boyle's got your bacon in 40 minutes. What is going on in Indianapolis where a member of the Colts gets caught in the web of gambling on his own team? Uh Uh-oh. But we've got a 1-1 series of the NBA Finals as the Heat get game two two nights ago in Denver. They got the split they were looking for. They had a huge fourth quarter, scored 36 points of the fourth to win game two. Wow. Joining us this morning on the show is our good friend, NBA analyst, member of the Brooklyn Nets radio team, the Capper, Tim Capstra. <laughs> Capper, good morning. Good morning, DA. Great to have you. Congratulations. Uh, thank you very much, Capper. It's been a wild and woolly two weeks. I'll I tell bet. you. Those, the first four days that we spent at the hospital were like getting Nolan Richardson's 40 minutes of hell. Everything was the press. Everything, they were up in my, the the baby, the nurses, the doctors, the no sleep, sleep, trying to sleep an hour here or there on a pullout (laughs) seat in the hospital room. It was like facing the most daunting pressure defense you could ever imagine. I love it. And Nolan Richardson reference when you're having a child. That's that's just beautiful. That's so up my alley. Thank you. It was 40 minutes of hell, but really like four days of hell. But then we got home. We settled down the offense. The ball handlers understood what was coming a little bit more. And now we're at least running an offense, even if the sets are a little sloppy at times. We're running the, running the offensive sets. <laughs> <laughs> I love the references. Right up. 40 minutes of hell, I get that at home, but it's not from a baby. It's from my, well, sorry, I got to say it quietly. From my, uh, you know who, all right? Let's move on. We are on the simulcast right now, so if you're watching on our YouTube channel, check us out. Also at watchda.com and on Twitch as Tim Capshaw joins us for the NBA Finals. 
Okay, so game two was pretty startling in how efficient the Heat were in the fourth quarter. Did you chalk that up more to an incredible offense from Miami or lackadaisical defense by the Nuggets, considering that's what Michael Malone, the head coach, was bellyaching about afterwards? Yeah, I think so. I'd go more on that side of it. I just thought there are too many, way too many defensive breakdowns throughout the game. As you look back at it, I mean, to start the game, they, they had breakdowns also. But you go into the fourth quarter up eight points. I mean, so you're not really thinking about what mistakes the Denver Nuggets are making defensively. But then as you see Duncan Robinson uh, be open or knock down shots or drive to the hoop and make big plays, and that that little eight, 10-point run that he went on just changed the entire uh, energy of the entire game. And that was defensive. That was breakdowns. You know, there was some miscommunication. There was a lot of miscommunication uh, defensively. And I think the word uh, intensity and force and all that, uh, you heard that from both coaches on the positive side by the by the Miami, Miami Heat. And it's certainly Mike Malone kind of calling out his guys and not having that intensity uh, for the Denver Nuggets. It's been something that Malone has griped about throughout the entire season, complaining that his team – has too many defensive lapses. Did you see that when you called games against them? And when that happens for an entire season, where's that stem from? Yeah, no, I can't tell you that it happened. You know, you only play it to play a team two times. I did, and you watch Denver, but you, you know, I'm like everybody else. I haven't watched them enough all year. You know what happens to guys sometimes? I'll say that this is a standard thing that happens too many times in the NBA or in basketball in general. When guys aren't making shots on one end, or they're not, their offense isn't clicking, It they tend to bring it back to the other side of the floor. And you get thinking, hey, I haven't scored in a while. I missed a couple shots. And then you lose your focus, your intensity. You're thinking about yourself. You know you're on a national stage. And I, I think it can affect you that way. And I, I listen, I, I think, you know, everybody's talking about, you know, Spolster is an amazing coach and he does a great job. So is Mike Malone. I mean, I think he's... He was on it. He called his guys out immediately. He went after him. And I think he's a real positive guy, but I think he went after him. But I think he felt some responsibility also. He was probably really, really surprised again that this isn't the regular system. This is the finals. You got to be able to dig in and play defense. Tim Capshaw joins us, NBA analyst for game three of the NBA finals. As we talk about the first two games, you've seen the heat for years. Okay, so define to me what it means to you when people say heat culture. Yeah, no, and I know sometimes people make fun of it, right? I mean, because you hear yeah. it, you hear it for so many years and so many different things. I'll go back to I don't, and you know, listen, the NBA players, I, I I know them, but I don't really hang out with them. I don't really know them. I interview them. Maybe I can ask them questions. They might know who my name is half the time on the net state. I half the time they don't. But Joe Johnson went from the Nets to the Miami Heat, right? He goes, and yep. then he came back. And he came back, and he was about 8 to 10 pounds thinner. And he said, and the way he looked at me when I asked him about that kind of question, he goes, it's different. He goes, it's, they weigh you every day. Hmm. Now, you know, I mean, you know, could you imagine Sean Morris being weighed daily? Right there, <laughs> that, right? Right there. That would be an issue, wouldn't it? 
That would be, you know what I mean? Like after a weekend, right? By the yeah. pool with his father? Come on. The uh, <laughs> So you got, they weigh you daily. They're intensity. Think about this, uh, DA. Every time you go to Colorado, I remember bringing my Wagner teams to Colorado. All they talk about is the, uh, the elevation and the, you know, and, and not being able to breathe and all that. Look who won the fourth quarter the other night. Mm-hmm. Who And actually, game one, they won the fourth quarter, too. They didn't play particularly well, but they won the fourth. The fitness level is, is, is really impressive. The way that the conditioning of what they did. I remember when Pat Riley used to be with the Knicks, and the guys would be so ticked off after games because if they didn't play 15 minutes, they'd have to be on a treadmill for the next 45 minutes and they couldn't get out of games. So the discipline there is different and it is true. And I think it's at a different level and I think it carries over to everything they do. Their defense, their, their culture and their discipline uh, defensively, they don't make as many mistakes as the other teams. But again, I am shocked or really impressed because I watched this Heat team, the culture didn't look that great during the regular season. <laughs> I mean, let's be honest. The culture has come on strong right now. They had to play a really big game against the Brooklyn Nets. You know, I'm broadcasting the game to get to the sixth seed, right? And like, I don't know, it's maybe three weeks left in the season. A huge game, a big game. I don't want to huge. Let's not go overboard. But they couldn't beat the Brooklyn Nets at home at that time. I am blown away by how they've been able to change and adjust. But it also makes sense also because they have so many, so many guys. And they also draft toughness. Look at that. I mean, everybody talked about all these guys are undrafted, but they identify toughness. They, they challenge guys. And it, it, it's really the culture thing, I think, is a real thing. It's different down there. And easier to get guys to buy in, to get weight every day, to commit or defer to team over identity over individual when they're undrafted. When Max Truce and Gabe Vincent and Caleb Martin don't have other options, you can get those guys to buy in. Harder to get. Yeah, but then, to buy in. but after a while, they've established themselves as pretty good players. They'll have options now. That's for sure. If they wanted to, yes, I just think they identify that. They build on that. And if you thought about a player that would probably embody what Pat Riley was all about or Eric Spolster or what the Heat culture was all about, you would probably say if you identified four years ago, what's one guy in the league that really kind of carries that kind of mantra with them daily that isn't with the Heat? Say, well, I'll tell you one guy that looks like, seems like one of those guys. That'd be Jimmy Butler. So all of a sudden they get guys too. Yep. And Kyle Lowry, let's be honest, he's on his last days. But for years, he was, um, he's a tough dude, man. Like he had a toughness about him. That's why he was good. So not only do they build this toughness or challenge, they also identify the guys that could handle it. So that I think that's a big, big factor and a, you know, and a huge reason why they're, uh, they are successful over the long haul. Now, they've had some tough years too, but over the long haul, of Pat Riley's tenure, Eric Spolster, they have been uh, an elite franchise. Yeah, it's a good point. I think since 06, they've been to seven NBA finals. So they're doing something right over there with multiple different incarnations of the team. Let's talk about the Nuggets because it was not Jokic's fault that they lost game two. He had more than 40 points again. And it seems weird to kind of like 
gloss how great Jokic is, but we really need to do so from a guy that lives and breathes basketball. When you watch Jokic, what are you seeing? Oh, man. It's my favorite thing to watch. He's my favorite player. I grew up loving uh, people didn't know him. Everybody knows Bill Walton is a nutsy broadcaster right now, but he was, a, he was like a lot like that. He'd get the ball in the high posts and guys would cut and he'd make uh, amazing passes. And then uh, the people don't remember, uh, they know, uh, you know, they, uh, Sabonis now on, on Sacramento, but they don't remember his father. What an amazing passer he was or Larry Bird. So he's like this combination of all these guys. Right. And, and he's just a special special player that everything about him is a team. And he not only plays team basketball, I really, but he does not, he really doesn't care about his stats, but he is, he is beautiful to watch. And I think it was interesting what went on the other night. I, I it's as far as, you know, kind of not really double teaming him, but allowing him maybe to do a little bit more supposed to really downplayed it. But I think there was something to it. But again, I think the just the Heat were tougher. Nobody was cutting and moving though for for Jokic to make those passes the other night. You know, I, I think one thing you got to identify from the other game that was a an adjustment was Kevin Love started the game. Now Kevin Love can match with Aaron Gordon, but I think the more critical thing to keep an eye on in the game was that uh, Jimmy Butler was matched with Jamal Murray and. I'd like to say, uh, you know, I listened to Steve Kerr yesterday say this, so I'm just repeating him. I think he he said he thought that they, in their team meetings, they said, let's be honest, we can only do so much against Jokic. He, he, I don't know that we can stop him from scoring or stop, stop him from passing. Let's put Jimmy Butler on Jamal Murray and make it really difficult, make it more difficult for him. And he'll defend him well, and they trapped him all the time coming off of ball screens. So I think what they tried to do was, hey, they surrendered to Jokic right now, and they're trying to take away Murray and then neutralize some of the other stuff. I thought it was helpful, and it made a difference. But really, the biggest difference in the game was that uh, Miami competed on defense, and uh, Denver was uh, lackadaisical, uh, certainly in the fourth quarter. Tomorrow night is Game 3 from Miami, 1-1 series. Tim Capstra, NBA analyst, joins us this morning on the show. Capra, I just want to let you know, a week from Friday, this is the Friday before Father's Day, we are having the annual Bob's Bar show at Bob's Bar, which is Mraz's dad's outdoor bar. Oh, I've seen the pictures. I've seen the pictures. I'm very familiar with this. I, this is getting nationally known now. Nationally known. So to kick off the summer for us, Mraz is going to wear his oldest pair of underwear and his oldest New Jersey Nets jersey. Okay, I think it's wow. a Kenyon Martin jersey. We are going to have Badlands Booker, competitive eater, burp in his face, slap him with a kielbasa across the face, and then kick him into the pool as we then have on the bagpipes old Lang Syne played for the New Year's Eve theme, <clears throat> kicking off a new summer. I want you to know that you have an open invitation. You, you would be a VIP. We would actually have your car parked for you, okay? So if it so fits in your schedule, Tim Capshaw would get a VIP red carpet treatment to the Bob's Bar Show a week from Friday. Uh, a week from Friday, huh? This yeah. Friday? Yeah, and if I you want to go swimming a week from Friday with Mraz in that pool... I'll, 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 well, it's out in Long Island, right? We yeah, West Babylon. Long Island. Yeah, West Babylon, New York. 
What time does it start? Uh, the show starts. Event, right? Well, the show will start when we start at 6 a.m. The live show will go until 10 a.m., but there's going to be festivities all day long. We're going to stay in the yard. Listeners are coming. We've got live music. We've got the, the grill going. Bob's going to be cooking up burgers and dogs and everything like that. So you're welcome at any time of the day. No, I think I'll be there for the early shift. I got to avoid the work kind of traffic. I'll go early. I'll <laughs> okay. get out. Then I'll do an Irish exit. You know what I mean? Yeah, I'm, I know. And there's going to be. I'm not saying goodbye to anybody. I'm just getting out. I got to meet Bob. I just want to meet Bob. <laughs> got to meet my, Bob. He's in my wheelhouse. Yeah, he's he's a good man. Salt of the earth. We'll have beers for you. We'll have drinks for you. We'll have anything that you need. And if you want to slap Mraz with a kielbasa across the face, we can make that a, a possibility too. Nah, that's where I draw the line. I, 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 the, the beers, I'm very strong. I can go very early in the morning. I, I've been doing that for years. But <laughs> the kielbasa slapping, that just doesn't even sound right. I'm going to back off that. <laughs> Hope to see you there, buddy. Thanks so much for joining us this morning. I love your show. Great. Thanks, Take man. care. Tim Capshaw joining us this morning here on the show. NBA analyst, member of the Brooklyn Nets Radio Network. We're a week away on Friday for the Bob's Bar Show. And after the last two weeks I've had and what the next two weeks will be, oh, I'll need that beer. I'll need that ice cold beer. I need that hot burger coming off the griddle. I need a Bob's Bar Show to end all Bob's Bar Shows. So hopefully you can join us as well because there will be fun of, it'll be filled with frivolity and an oil boil segment. Whoever comes from the farthest away will get to oil up Pat Boyle's pecs. I just want to ask Boyle, Boyle, you're sitting next to the guy that makes the schedule. Are you clear that you will be off so that we can oil you up with baby oil for the event? We have been cleared, DA. We are good to go. Cleared for takeoff? Oh, yeah. Okay. And you're comfortable with us oiling you up? You Do whatever you want to me, man. I'm not. Have you thought about have you talked to Marie in Denver over social media? I, I honestly haven't. Uh, I feel like Marie in Denver has been a little MIA recently, so I have no idea what her plans are. Hmm. I wonder if Pete the Body, if if Marie in Denver shows up like Morgana the Kissing Bandit back in the in the 70s where she would just run onto the field in a low-cut top and uh-huh. just like start kissing Tommy Lasorda or Steve Garvey or something <laughs> like that. <laughs> Will she just run off of the street yelling at Pat Boyle, looking to hug him and kiss him? Like during sound check. <laughs> she comes running through the gate. When we go back here on the show, it's Canadian bacon time. Boyle takes us through game two last night in Vegas. DA, CBS Sports Radio. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance, too, with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. Okay, picture this. It's Friday afternoon when a thought hits you. I can waste another weekend doing the same old whatever, or I can conquer it. I can hop into my all-new Hyundai Santa Fe and hit the road. Any road. The steeper, the better. 
because my all-new Santa Fe is available with H-Track all-wheel drive so I can hit the trail without a worry in the world. Heck, with three rows and best-in-class rear cargo space, I can pack the whole family in with all our gear. We've got available dual wireless charging for our phones so we'll never lose touch with civilization and we won't lose touch with the primordial power of Mother Earth. So which is it? Waste the weekend or do something a little more epic? And conquer it in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com or call 562-314-4603 for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. TuneIn is the audio platform with something for everyone. News. In order to secure convictions in a court of law, it is essential that we conclusively. Sports. That clock at four. Donchich. The step back three. You bet. Music. You set my world on fire. Yes, and even podcasts. Whatever you love, hear it right here on TuneIn. Go to TuneIn.com or download the TuneIn app to start listening. The sizzle of the best goals. Sing us a song. You're the overtime ending man. The saltiness of the best games. God, we're having a good time. Having a good time. We crave the nightly action of the Stanley Cup playoffs. That's a hockey, you know. It's only, it's only game. Why do you have to be mad? He's a good guy. It's your morning serving of Canadian bacon. Only on the DA Show. You want to know how big this segment is? Pat Boyle's in for bacon. And Andrew Bogus, who's not even on the show today because he's filling in for the Bill Ryder Show, has slid into the studio chair to help grade Canadian bacon. Bogus is chomping at the bit. Pete, Pete and I are back for our first go-round of bacon in weeks, and so we're chomping at the bit. And now Boyle has the stage. Pat Boyle, take it away. All righty, DA. If the Vegas Knights keep porking the Panthers, this might be my last Canadian bacon of 2023. So let's get to the sizzling. Game two of the Stanley Cup final last night back at T-Mobile Arena in Sin City. And boy, were the Golden Knights looking to commit some naughty crimes on the ice. After they won game one, they wasted no time pushing their chips to the middle of the table in game two. Florida was undisciplined yet again early on, just like Mraz's diet, and it cost them big time. On the power play, Jonathan Marcheseau made another bid to win the Con Smythe. He skated with blithe disregard for the Panthers' defense and made them writhe in pain as he scored to make it 1-0. Before the period ended, Alec Martinez made like Pedro and carved up the Panthers to double the advantage. The pain kept coming in the second period when we got your goal of the night. It's a famous French song and translates to everything's going well for me. Well, a 3 0 lead and ça plan pour moi. Ça plan pour moi, moi, moi. Ooh, Ça plan pour moi for Nicolas Waugh. Waugh walks out in front and scores! Nick Waugh! Knights three minutes into the second period. First shot of the period and the second goal of the Stanley Cup playoffs for Nicholas Waugh. 
Nicholas Waugh left the Panthers in awe as he dumped it past Sergei Bobrovsky, who was then yanked after a fourth Vegas goal just minutes later. The fifth time in the last 12 games that Vegas has chased the opposing goalie, just like many of the bouncers have to chase drunk creeps out of the Vegas nightclubs. The Panthers finally woke up as the teams traded numerous roughing penalties, fights, and some goals in the third period. It was 6-2 in the waning moments when we got another goal from your player of the night. His second goal of the game, the cherry on top, Brett Howden plowed in and said, howdy doody do. Touch pass and a shot. Score! Brett Howden, second of the game. It's a power play goal. 7-2 Golden Knights. That would be the final score, and after the game, your soundbite of the night comes from King of the Hill, Aiden Hill, who has been masterful in goal, and unlike our buddy Michael Block, he hasn't let the superstardom and the fame get to his head. Here's Aiden Hill on staying grounded. Uh, yeah, I saw the Hill sweater and uh, warm up there, but I, I know, the chanting from the crowd, like you hear the noise, but you're not really kind of listening along, but... You know, it's been fun. I mean, getting that second win tonight is huge, and yeah, I'm just hoping we can keep that momentum going into Florida. Well, the red and blue Panthers can take the red pill or the blue pill, but Aiden Hill has proved to be very difficult to solve. Game three, back in sunrise in a couple of days, and that is your Canadian bacon. Okay, what's the grade? Is that four, two, five? Four two five. Four two five. Four two five. Four to quarter oinks. All right, well, Bogish is in to help grade this and assess this. I mean, once again, we learned that Pat Boyle's just really good at this. This plays his strengths, his delivery, his pacing, his verbiage, his writing, all very good. I love something like porking the Panthers. I mean, that just feels right on a Canadian bacon. Vegas reference, chips in the middle of the table. Love the Martinez carved up the Panthers like Pedro. The Vegas bouncers line, also good. Howden gets a howdy doody do. The Matrix reference at the end. And a French song to boot. Now, I had no idea what that song was. I'm not sure if I should. <laughs> I give credit for singing in a different language. I thought it probably was a 4-5 in my estimation. I think the bar set really high for... For Boyle and like a five for Boyle is, oh my God, can you believe it? That's just how good he can be. Though it was slightly low for the grade I would have given him, but probably a four or five. Bogues, where'd you come down? Well, first of all, welcome back. It's very good to hear you. It's very good to see Pete. I'm glad that you are coherent for two and a half hours so far. I don't know how the last so far. Yeah, 90 minutes might go here. Um, I'm in a weird spot right now, DA, because I kind of didn't like that. And I think this is kind of the anti-Boyle where, you know, Boyle's five is really like a Mraz six. I'm kind of going in the other direction here. I I thought for Pat that was... That was kind of flat for me. I think I might have given him just straight four oinks for that one. What didn't it have for you? There was was no high-end blow-your-socks-off moment. Like, I the French... If I'm missing the French song reference... Shame on me. You didn't get it either. If we should get that, we're both nerds and whatever. So I, I, I can accept that blame for missing the reference. And the stuff was good. Alec Martinez made like Pedro. I too like the porking the Panthers open. But it just, I don't know. It just, 
it felt at times awkward. Like Pat was unsure, like of of what he was reading. Like the I don't I don't know. There's just it was not peak Boyle for me. Well, Boyle on his best days leave us gasping like B Rabbit in a in a freestyle competition. You were like, oh, yes, he did that. Oh no, he did that. And maybe there was none of those moments where you just couldn't believe how great it was. Now, Pete the Body gave it a 4-2-5. Okay, Pete, give me the thoughts on your grade. Well, I give him so much credit for speaking in French. None of us can. <laughs> I, I totally get it. Uh, but I also think it could have been a reach in terms of that being the song. So if you're going to do that, okay. I think you should do another song. Just, just, just for argument's sake. That's a just, second song. Yeah, yeah. I, but, I, but as we've said, Pat's 4-2-5 is, is so much different than the Sean scale. Right. So it is. Now, for me, whatever Pat goes up, I, I had to put it against his other work. Right. That's the best way to grade Pat. Because mm-hmm. we know the writing's good. We know the delivery is good. We know it's, it's impeccable. But is it his, has it been his best? Is it in that second tier? Is it in the third tier? I didn't think it was his best because heard, we've heard many more that are better. And that's why it's uh, went right into the four-two-five. Right, it's it's like Brady throwing for four thousand yards and losing the AFC Championship game. We've seen him throw for five thousand yards to win a Super Bowl. So we're like, eh, it's good, but it's not it's not the top tier. Right, Boyle, how do you feel about a four-two-five? Yeah, I, I just didn't have it today. It was flat. Wow. Wow. Didn't feel great about the writing. Um. Just gotta gotta be better. Gotta hope that there's that this series goes five or six, and I get a chance to fill in here because uh, I was quite disappointed after I was done with the performance. Uh, any reason why you could point to? No, not really. I mean, it's just there. There's days you you don't the the brain ain't clicking. the The creative juices aren't flowing as as hotly as they normally are. So, yeah, I don't know. I was I was searching for some puns. I was searching for some rhymes and. Nothing was really sticking to the wall. Tell us about the the decision to sing in French. What was the name of that song? Where'd you get that song? So that yeah, that's called Saplan pour moi. Uh, that is from the movie Euro Trip, which I am a big fan of. <laughs> I okay, love that. yeah, that's a good that's a good movie, but I didn't know that song. <laughs> yeah, I don't know when I I was just you know when I go through and I choose the artistic process when I choose like which goals slash players I want to focus on. I feel like you know we probably haven't said much of Nicholas Waugh all throughout these playoffs, yeah. uh, so I decided to give him some love. And uh, I don't know if I knew he was French, so that was the first thing I went with. Now, in hindsight, you know when you're when you're performing for a wide group, and maybe it's better to just play the hits and go with songs that everybody knows. Decided to go with that one, and uh, you know, again, I just it, it probably didn't hit as well as as it normally does. Well, boy, how refreshing is this, guys, where we have a an orchestrator of Canadian Bacon who says, I just didn't have it today, guys. No excuses. I got to be better. Writing was flat. I wasn't happy with that. Would we ever get that from Mraz? Nope. Nope. I mean, we... He was making excuses yesterday for today's that. performance. <laughs> now, I, I, as I said earlier, I was uh, I thought the guys did a great job when we were out DA. But I will say there was a whole lot of excuse making by Mraz the whole week, and and a lot of pumping the chest out as we've talked about. So and this was one of them. I heard this in the car yesterday, as Bogus mentioned. He was setting it up to a failure right today because he today. was supposed to do it today, but Taylor ended up getting a fever Cor- overnight, so he had to be out today. Correct, correct. He was setting up 
for if he got a three or a two. Right. Oh, this is why I got the three and a two because of this, yeah, this, and this. I'm rusty. It's been a right, while. Right. Of, it's been a couple of weeks since I've done this. You guys right, right after two weeks of being off, that right. type of stuff. Okay, so excuse making going into a Canadian bacon versus just owning it after a very good Canadian bacon. That was a very, very good one, but just was not up to the the elite level. Bogue, since you were here for all of the bacons, who was your favorite? Who we had Caserta do bacon while I was gone? Yeah, there was a disputed Caserta five. So he's only he's done it twice and he's gotten five oinks both times. Okay. But, the, but the second five didn't feel like the first five from where I sat. Let's sure, let's be honest. That was the Billy Jock alone. Yes. Know, was was given out of five no matter what. Yeah, I don't think Billy understood the assignment, and he and Caserta are the <laughs> best of friends. So as much as we criticize Pete for some kind of subjective, you know, oinking, I think Billy might have fallen prey to now, looking out for his buddy now I there. Heard that, I heard that that Canadian bacon. I thought in the car, but this is me in the car with kids screaming. I thought it was a five. Did you really? <laughs> yes, but but but, but it wasn't I, as good as his first one, which is my which was my problem in the moment. It's an unofficial score because there was other things going on. Yeah, so that's an unofficial score. Uh, Carlos <laughs> crushed it yesterday. Wow, really? Yes, that's good to hear. Carlos did a really good job yesterday. Carlos with a crush. Yep, and uh, and, and, and Boyle delivered. But I guess the the disputed Caserta five was really the headliner, and we had a we had a pretty big gap between the one series being a sweep. And the way the games lined up, we didn't have many Bacons to do over the last 10 shows. Yeah, so Caserta did one, Carlos with a K did one, and then who did the other ones? Um, I think, did you do it twice, Boyle? Uh, within the last, what, two weeks? When D, Since oh. DA's been out, yeah. I think I did at least one more when DA was out, yeah. if not two. So, so that might yeah. have been it, only three or four total that we had to do. I'll tell yeah. you this much. Hopefully, Mraz takes off a day next week and we get a minimum of six games. If I get another shot, I'm guaranteeing the best bacon ever. Whoa. I'm guaranteeing a five, Ow. and I'm guaranteeing Whoa. an unrivaled bacon. Is that so? Well, I mean, just thinking out loud here, you're you're doing updates Thursday morning after game three, right? Isn't there? Oh, no, they're game three, game game three is Thursday. Is on Thursday. So Friday morning, you're going to be Friday here. Friday morning, I will be here. I oh, will be ready. All right. If you guys want to delegate bacon to me for Friday morning, <laughs> I will be in the writer's room all damn night and morning cooking up greatness because, uh, to be honest, I'm pretty pissed off with the performance I, I put through today. Boil. Dog. 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 That's, dog. That's what a dog does. Gets back on the saddle. <laughs> Is that what dogs do? <laughs> they do? Dogs that can ride ponies. For sure. <laughs> All those dogs riding on horses across the Great Plains. <laughs> and I only need to do it once. Boyle wants to get back in that saddle. You give me one dog riding a horse and I'm fine. You don't need a second ride? All right. Yeah. Showing off now. Well, so I don't think we're stepping out of line, right? Morass is game three. Boyle is game four. Um, No. So game the next game in this series is Thursday night. Oh, so we would skip a day. So Boyle would do game three. I should do yeah. dueling, uh, dueling bacons. No, see, I think you just need, if Boyle wants, I think Boyle yeah, has earned the right to request a redo. I agree. Well, a make good on, on Friday he morning. Says, he's, he's saying it's the greatest bacon ever coming. Right, as opposed to Sean going, I'm rusty. I'm <laughs> yeah, gonna he goes, I'm going to give you the best one ever. I don't have the green screen. I don't have my bacon costume. <laughs> right. I can't write. Where's I can't the Santa read. hat? 
Right, so a tale of two architects of Canadian bacon. <laughs> one is guaranteeing the greatest bacon ever, and one is saying, don't be surprised if I get a two. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Pre-forgive me for being bad tomorrow. <laughs> okay, very good. Bogues, so you're in for writer today, right? Uh, that's true, yes. And so were you the one asking behind the scenes whether I am coming off of an overnight AJ shift? Well, well I, I listened to the show at 6 a.m. before getting on the train. I wanted to hear you come back on the air, and you mentioned the overnight shift, and you talked about watching the games after the fact, and I was wondering if you've been up since last night, and this is now ending your day, and you're going to go to bed after the show. We have done, we've changed it up over the Two weeks, well, really, we've been home for like nine days or so. Those nine days have taken the overnight shift one to five. So I've slept until one, set the alarm, woken up, did one to five. Then the Bourbon Bells woken up at five and then taken AJ. Last night, knowing that there's no way I could carry 1 a.m. to 10 a.m. <laughs> to the show, what we did was we broke it up a little bit in, in tighter blocks. I did midnight to three. And then I went to bed for a couple of hours before we did this show. So now the Bourbon Bell is with AJ, but I had midnight to three last night. That's when I watched game two of the, the Stanley Cup final. Yikes. Yeah, it's – look, this is harrowing. I, I, I don't know, and I've got a wonderful wife that is handling most of it. I, I don't – like the guy that went back to do the Little Debbie cake – routine that route when he was like why aren't you on the air i mm. did the little debbie route like i give that guy credit I, I don't know how you would see straight if you were on the little sleep that we are on and drive a donut truck right drive an actual vehicle not a made-up radio spaceship exactly yeah i don't know how anybody does anything <laughs> i don't know how the world works <laughs> I don't know. I remember sleeping a lot and waking up like, oh, that was a good night. And my wife would be like, really? Was it? It, it was nice for you to sleep through all of that, but I've been awake for the last five hours. <laughs> uh, DA, yeah, I've, like. I've had a list since 2019, and I've done nothing on that list of things I want to do. Right. Yeah, right. <laughs> yeah, the way that I, I, I explain it is it feels like you're getting the play in from the sidelines with 10 seconds to go on the play clock every play. You're like, we have to rush to the line. I've got no time to make an audible. We just have to, oh, and it blew up. And it just, every play, like, you just never have any time to do anything. You're just constantly in this chase mode. I'd say five seconds. Five seconds, right. You get the play in. <laughs> it's like Russell Wilson getting the play in from the sideline or Adam Gase calling plays. You're like, why do we get the play in in five seconds? I don't know. It's just because there's an infant that's screaming all, you're, all hours. You're playing a video game. And the clock keeps rolling, and it's rolling really fast. <laughs> it's really fast. <laughs> I'm gonna not say, to mention, not to mention that AJ does not sleep in the bassinet, so we've got to hold him for sleep. Mm, so whoa. this is that's that's the the real issue here. Every time we put him down to sleep solo, he starts screaming. Nate. So somebody has to be holding him 24 hours a day, which is why there's been no sleep around here. You guys are getting the beauty of the of the struggle, and it's it's amazing and. Wish you guys the best, but I'm just going to say this. You guys are just reaffirming my want to have that Genghis Khan thing. <laughs> I know. <laughs> Boyle, Boyle designed this life many moons ago <laughs> to say, I will absolutely procreate, but I will have no responsibility in the, the raising of the children. None. <laughs> None. Seems fair. <laughs> so uh, you get all the good parts. 
Yes. You get the making of the kid. And then <laughs> when the kid does something that you might want to swoop in and, and be part of, like a big game or something like that, <laughs> you'll throw a ball cap on him. But other than that, your hands off. It's like any other investment, DA. You put your money in in the beginning and you wait for the return on investment. <laughs> You're a minority owner. <laughs> <laughs> All right, that is Canadian Bacon, and standing by with headlines now, we have Peter Schwartz. All right, DA, we'll get things started with Game 2 of the Stanley Cup Final. It certainly looks like Lord Stanley set to begin a Vegas residency at T-Mobile Arena. And Stanley Cup Final Game 2 is over. 7-2, the Knights smack down the Florida Panthers. The Flamingos come onto the ice, and the Panthers skate off, trailing the series. Dan Duve on Golden Knights Radio. As you heard, Golden Knights over the Panthers 7-2. Aiden Hill, 29 saves. And John DeMarcheseau with two goals and an assist. In the expansion era, teams that lead the Stanley Cup final two games to none are 31-3, raising up Lord Stanley. So numbers looking good for Vegas right now. Game three is Thursday night in Florida. NBA Finals back in action tomorrow night in Miami. The Heat and the Nuggets are tied at a game apiece. Now to baseball. A grand night for Houston north of the border. Pitch on the way, and Jokes belts it deep to left field, and you can't kiss that one goodbye. A grand slam for Corey Jokes, and the Astros have jumped out to a 6-0 lead. That was the call on Astros Radio. Astros beat the Blue Jays 11-4. The first career Grand Slam for Corey Jolks. The Astros hit four home runs on the night. Now to Miami and a red-hot hitter that is chasing 400 early in the season. Fair ball down the line. Davis is heading toward third. How far is he going to go? He's getting the green light from Jody Reed. No throw. RBI double Luis Arise. Call on Marlins TV. Luis Arise, three more hits. He's now hitting 399, and the Marlins beat the Royals by a score of 9-6. to Also from baseball yesterday, Shane McClanahan, his major league leading ninth win. The Rays over the Red Sox, 4-1. to The Phillies beat the Tigers, 8-3. to Aaron Noah took a no-hitter into the seventh, broken up by a home run. He gave up three runs on a hit, struck out 12 over 7. Yeah, the Reds beat the Brewers 2-0, and the Padres beat the Cubs 5-0, another home run for Gary Sanchez. The Nevada legislative session that was going on for months ended without advancing a plan to help build a stadium for the A's in Las Vegas. The proposal could be considered at a special legislative session at a date Mm, to be determined. So, D.A., it's very possible there could be some trouble there in the desert getting that stadium built. Mm-hmm. Interesting. Don't count your baseball team before it hatches. No, <laughs> absolutely not. Well, I think in Las Vegas right now, they're concerned with pucks a little bit more than they're concerned with baseball right now. And they also shouldn't want John Fisher as the owner of a team. No. What, they, what they've had of the Golden Knights, and you know this as a hockey fan, mm-hmm. great ownership. They got great ownership, great stable front office. They made smart moves. They've been a contender every year since they've gotten into the league. 
you you now you know what good ownership is, Vegas. You don't want John Fisher, who's a crummy owner. And and you know what, I, DA, I've heard a lot of your comments about this, and I agree with you. I mean, this whole situation is such a slap in the face to the fans in Oakland. They're getting ripped left and right by people who just don't understand the situation. You know, if they got Dan Snyder out of Washington, if that was the problem there, and they finally got him out. What's to say that people in the Bay Area can't do the same and get this clown out and find an owner in the Bay Area that really wants the team and can build a stadium there? I mean, t- to me, this is just a-, a horrendous thing that's going on. That's exactly right. And Joe Lacob, who owns the Warriors, who's a tech billionaire, has said he'd like to buy the A's and, and he'd like to keep them in the Bay Area. This is a guy that owns and helps run one of the most successful organizations in sports you think suddenly the a's would be awful still be awful if he took them over no way he he would straighten them out yeah no question and that's it okay thanks schwartz when we come back here on the show as we continue on this trash tuesday what about this gambling fallout for a colts player da cbs sports radio happy being alive day the da show on cbs sports radio okay on a trash tuesday tweet at us your trash is da on cbs or on the phones at 855-212-4cbs as always you can watch the show on youtube go to the cbs sports radio channel or on twitch or at watchda.com isaiah rogers is being investigated by the nfl he's a colts cornerback He reportedly placed hundreds of wagers, including bets, on the Colts. I don't know why I'm going to always say this. Maybe at some point I'll stop saying this. But if you are in the NFL and you are a kick returner like Isaiah Rogers, your time in the NFL is tenuous. Okay? Your career is likely to be short. The average NFL career is three and a half years. So why you would risk, I don't know how much Isaiah Rogers is making, but let's just suggest that he makes the minimum, which is a couple of hundred thousand dollars a year. Why you would risk your three years in the NFL at 600K or whatever to make bets is beyond me. I mean, I, I, I know that gambling is addictive. We obviously know it can be destructive. We know there's plenty of vices that people just know better and they can't get away from, whether it's alcoholism, drug abuse, gambling. It's one of those. I understand it. But you are professionally employed, getting a very handsome salary, and you're not Aaron Rodgers. You're not Patrick Mahomes. You're not Aaron Donald. You don't have a real long career that if you get suspended are going to come back from and people will give you another job and you'll be able to play for another 10 years if you want. Isaiah Rogers could easily be out of the league in five minutes. You know, tear your ACL. That's the last time Isaiah Rogers is going to see an NFL football field. Why you would risk that is just beyond me. I don't, I don't, for what? To make to to bet Colts Texans. Now I know these guys probably feel like they've got a better field than anybody else. I mean, look, sometimes I feel like I've got a better field than your average bear because I talk to so and so. I've seen this, that, the other thing. I've I've gone to this. I've spoken to this guy. I've seen this. I've read this, and you know, it's maybe more than your average fan. 
And so an average NFL player, I'm sure, knows more and would be would be more informed to make bets. But still, you are risking your career, which is going to be very short anyway. So the decision-making here is problematic. But I will also say that every time the story comes up, a player gets in trouble, yada, 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 we say, well, what do you expect? You are in the gambling business, and that's the bit. Now we've got a guy betting on his own team. Now maybe you just bet on the Colts to win or cover, but still, you, now you've got guys betting on their own team. The NFL opened up Pandora's box, and this stuff is just going to keep coming because they got their greedy little mix on more money. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. TuneIn is the audio platform with something for everyone. News. In order to secure convictions in a court of law, it is essential that we conclusively sports. That clock at four. Donchich. The step back three. You bet. Music. You set my world on fire. Yes, and even podcasts. Whatever you love, hear it right here on TuneIn. Go to TuneIn.com or download the TuneIn app to start listening. Okay, picture this. It's Friday afternoon when a thought hits you. I can spend another weekend doing the same old whatever, or I can hop into my all-new Hyundai Santa Fe and hit the road. With available H-Track all-wheel drive and three-row seating, my whole family can head deep into the wild. Conquer the weekend in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com or call 562-314-4603 for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey.